Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt, and uh, continue to talk about the the powerful, uh, timely information uh, in my latest book that Sue encouraged me to pull together that we're calling um, Who Says Women Can't Pastor? There are a lot of churches, theologians, denominations who say women can't pastor, but they are wrong. And uh, folks, we need the truth because the truth will make us free. Now, I mentioned yesterday, and I, I didn't get to it, about how that the uh, the Holy Spirit works both within institute within Christian institutions, churches, denominations, but He works outside the institution as well. Um, you know, denominations like the Baptist, the Methodist, uh, the Assemblies of God. Uh, these are what I call institutions because they have their organizational parameters and rules, regulations, and everything that if you're going to be a part of those, you need to be able to be comfortable with working within their institutional parameters. However, God works outside the institution. Yes, he works through in these institutions, I think God is doing all he can with the material that he has to work with. And, uh, but in the first year of our marriage, God called me to pastor outside of any institution. Sue and I were married 47 years, uh, this past May the 17th. And, um, we both knew we we met in Bible school, and before we ever went to Bible school, we knew that God had called us. And um, uh, so, when when we came together, knew that God had brought us together, and we started out in life together, we knew that we were called to to minister together. And uh, you know, I was looking. So so again, this is forty seven years ago. I was new in the Lord. Uh, I was looking for. An institutional position. I was looking for a church to pastor where I would have a title. Pastor Eddie Hyatt, I would have a salary. <laughs> I would have benefits. I'd have a, con a ready-made congregation and all of this. And so Sue and I, we have, after we're married here in Texas, we go to Canada. And until we get a place of our own and settle, we stay for a time with her parents. And one morning, I went down in the. I go down in the basement early in the morning to pray. And the Holy Spirit, it was so real. The Holy Spirit uh, brought Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-eight, so vividly to my mind, where Paul, in talking to the elders of the church at Ephesus, he said to them, he said, "I want you to take heed to yourselves and to all the flock." over which the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He says to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now here's interesting. There are three different words uh, for, for Christian leaders there, which show how that the early church was not highly organized. The, the, the early church was not institutionalized as it is, as it became later and as it is today. First of all, Paul was talking to, to the elders of the church of Ephesus. We see this in uh, Acts 20, 17, where this whole discussion starts. 
the translation of the Greek word presbyteros. Presbyteros, from which we get presbyter or presbyterian. And a Presbyterian church government is a church government that is ruled by a group of elders. Now, but, but you know, in, in this early stage of Christianity, an elder is simply an older and mature person. In fact, uh, in the New Testament, we find older people. And, and, and it's just talking about their chronological age. They're referred to as a presbyteros, as an older person. And, and so the way this became a church office is that Paul and um, Barnabas, when they, and, and then later Silas, when they would go out preaching the gospel and people were coming to Christ in these pagan communities, uh, they would organize them. Now, they didn't build church buildings, but they would organize them and, uh, uh, and encourage them to meet together. And then later they appointed leaders over them. And they called them presbyteros, elders. Well, well, who were they? Well, they were just older, mature people that could be entrusted, that could uh, be entrusted with responsibility. So he's talking to the elders of the church at Ephesus, and he tells them to take heed to the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. And that's a translation of the Greek word episkopos which in uh, 1 Timothy 3.1 is translated as bishop. And so these elders are also bishops, are overseers. And again, at this time, this is, this, this is a function of responsibility. It's not a church office as it later became. And he tells these elders who, who are called to be overseers, he tells them to shepherd the church of God. And the, the, the word shepherd is the Greek word poimen, the very same word that is translated pastor in Ephesians 4.11, very same word. So these elders who are also overseers are to pastor <laughs> the, the, the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Well, anyway, this, this morning of prayer, this verse became so real to me. Take heed to yourself unto the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer to pastor or to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And all of a sudden, God brought some people to my mind whom he had called me pastor. Some of them were not even Christians. <laughs> it was Sue's biological family, her father, who at that time was not a believer, her mother, who was a believer, her two grown brothers, who were not believers, her aunt and uncle, who were good Baptist people, and probably maybe two, three or four others, I don't remember specifically. But all of a sudden, I had this, this revelation, you could say. I knew that God had called me to pastor these people. And I knew that I couldn't tell them that I was their pastor. They would look at me like, where did you come from? <laughs> what bus did you get off of? Uh, but see, this was a calling outside the institution. God works outside. Yes, he works within the institutions. He may call you to pastor within an institution. He may call you to pastor outside of an institution. And I knew that God had called me to shepherd, to pastor, to care for these people. 
but it had to take place in very informal settings. It had to take place around the dinner table, having a cup of tea before going to bed at night, or maybe going out to eat together. It had to take place in these very informal settings, but looking for ways to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you know, God did marvelous things. All of those people came to Jesus, every one of them. Uh, and, and Sue's uh, one brother, Johnny, who's going to be with the Lord. We were having a meeting at the YMCA, and God spoke to me to ask Johnny, who's not a believer, to lead the praise and worship. Now, I don't recommend that. <laughs> but sometimes the Holy Spirit will have us to do things, not as a pattern, but something unorthodox to meet a situation. So I invited him to do it. He's, there are probably 25, 30 people there. He started leading the praise and worship. And I'm sure a lot of people there who knew him and uh, knew what kind of life he was living was wondering what in the world is going on here. But in between two songs, he stopped. And he said, I've got to turn my life over to Jesus. <laughs> and he was a committed follower of Jesus the rest of his days. Hallelujah. The other brother, he was riding along on his motorcycle and he was under such conviction of the Holy Spirit that he pulled off to the side of the road got off and knelt down in the grass on the side of the road and poured out his heart to God and turned his life over to Jesus. Well, that's been 46, 47 years ago. He's still serving God today. My father-in-law, he gave his life to Jesus. He was, I guess, about 70 years old, retired from the police force, retired as a detective. And uh, he and I went on a trip together to Texas. So we were alone in his Volkswagen bug for two weeks. And when we, before we came back, he had turned his life over to Jesus. But you see, this is happening outside the institution. God called me to pastor outside the institution. So I encourage you today, the Holy Spirit has been poured out. The Holy Spirit as a, is at work. The Holy Spirit has not confined himself to the church on the corner. Yes, he's working there as much as people will allow him. He's working through the institution, but he's also working outside the institutions. So who knows? God may call you to pastor some people, maybe like me, that, and, and maybe they don't even know yet that you're their pastor. <laughs> oh, my friends, the bottom line is just be open to the Holy Spirit. You don't have to have a title. You don't have to be under somebody's covering. You don't have to be aligned with apostle so-and-so or prophet so-and-so. No, you just have to be a willing vessel yielded to the Holy Spirit, willing to trust and to obey. And God will do incredible things in you and through you. I'm Eddie Hyatt. Hey, we're talking about who says women can't pastor. Yes, you can, you can do whatever God calls you to do. It may be within the institution. It may be outside the institution. The bottom line is, yes, let's try to get along with, with, with everybody, but we're not going to compromise the truth. God's word. God does call women as well as men. The leadership roles in the church, including that, pastor. Hey, check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. There's all kinds of resources there. 
uh, that will bless you. If you'd like to give a donation, if you'd like to become a partner um, with us in our ministries and uh, uh, pray for us regularly, support us with a with a monthly gift or however some people support us with a weekly gift, however it is right for you. And we are so appreciative of the people that God has brought together to be a part of our team, to be a partnership with us. We're so thankful for all of you. Thank you so very much for being such a blessing in our lives. And I look forward to seeing you next time for an, another episode of the Eddie Hyatt Podcast.